Amazon may yet come to Pittsburgh. If it doesn't, Pittsburgh will just blame Todd Haley. Uh, Peter King wrote a column on the Steelers at the Monday Morning Quarterback website, and it's right on the money. Uh, Peter King will join us at 5.15 p.m. today. The major points Peter made were, the Steelers shouldn't fire Mike Tomlin, which they will not. The Steelers are immature and disciplined. That's obvious to everybody but the Steelers. The Steelers are disorganized at key moments. That, too, is quite obvious. How do you fix that? Like I keep saying, you make them show up for work and not super wonderful, crazy fun time. And I just don't think Mike Tomlin is going to fix that. Joey Porter is going to be back as the outside backers coach, the mascot, the big mouth, the coach who thinks he's still a player, the coach who wouldn't wake up James Harrison. And boy, I just haven't noticed Bud Dupree getting any better. But Ed Bouchette said something that I've heard too. The Steelers might not bring back Le'Veon Bell. That would take balls, but I would definitely understand ditching Lev Bell. I'll talk more about that at 4 p.m. Or you can get a head start on that topic. What are the pros and cons of bringing back Le'Veon Bell? I think the Steelers have had just about enough of his turmoil. And they're figuring out that running back's just not that important a position in the current National Football League. And there's a lot of pretty good ones available for a much cheaper price. That number to call again, 412-333-WXDX. Or follow me on Twitter at MarkMaddenX. The Philadelphia Flyers are retiring Eric Lindros' number 88 tonight. Did he ever see the Flyers win the Cup? The Flyers really have nothing to celebrate, so they're retiring the number of a guy who never won and didn't keep his head up. Kapow! I wonder if Darius Kasparaitis got invited, or Scott Stevens. The Penguins lost last night at Anaheim 5-3 with an empty net goal. I see that as a bad loss. They gave up four goals in the second period. They gave up four breakaways on the evening. I don't care what Mike Sullivan says, the coach. The defensemen are getting way too involved in the offense and without enough payoff to justify the risk. That's where those breakaways are coming from. Defensemen joining the rush and getting caught in deep or getting beat on the pinch because they're playing puck and not body. Uh, The Stars had another big night. Phil Kessel with a goal and an assist. Sid with two helpers. Gino with a goal. Tristan Jari didn't necessarily look good. And the Penguins gave up a shorthanded goal. Daniel Sprong got benched. That's a big development. More on that later. The Penguins play at L.A. tonight. The Kings, who are better than Anaheim, but the Kings have lost four straight. The Kings ain't played since Monday, though, and that's bad for the Pets. Sully wants the Penguins to play fast every night. I'm not sure, after all these games over these past two years, I'm not sure the Penguins could play fast every night. 412-333-9939. I want to get back to the Steelers for a second. 
because, well, there's just so much minutiae to consider. Who's going to be the new wide receivers coach? It will not be Lima Sweet or Cedric Wilson. I can promise you that. Here it might be Danny Rooney, the owner's kid. 27 and never played a day in the league. You hear it might be Heinz Ward. So if it's Heinz Ward, it's more Mike Tomlin buddy system because Ward has never coached. If it's Danny Rooney, it's nepotism because Danny Rooney has never played in the league. I don't know if he's played football at all. Didn't they just fire a guy who didn't play football at all? Now, Danny Rooney has been a coaching assistant with the Steelers. Heinz Ward has coached at Steeler camp. I'm not saying either one would be a bad hire or a good hire. I don't know. I'm just saying how it looks. And the Steelers have done a lot to make themselves look bad recently. For example, and you're going to hate me saying this, Juju Smith-Schuster is on Twitter campaigning for the fans to vote for the hide-and-seek celebration the Steelers did as the number one touchdown celebration this year in the NFL. The league is conducting a poll at NFL.com. Is it really the time for Juju to be doing that after you went 0-1 in the playoffs and you were invisible in that game? Like I said, Juju is going to go from cute to jerk in a hurry. Oh, and Antonio Brown went snow tubing. Put a video up on social media. So he really took the loss hard as well. But looking back to that loss to Jacksonville, maybe the Steelers just lost to a better team. The evidence is certainly there. Jacksonville came to Pittsburgh twice and won both times. Maybe there's no one to blame. Maybe the Steelers just got their ass kicked. We ignore the obvious uh, sometimes. In Pittsburgh, we think the local team is responsible for winning or losing, and that the other team, uh, what they do, it really doesn't count. And with the Pirates, the people who defend nothing ignore the obvious too. You keep hearing about the reality of small markets, MLB economics. Nutting can't spend this or that, blah, blah, blah. First off, Nutting is making a ton of money. A ton. Not a little, but a ton. The Pirates franchise was worth 27, excuse me, I was going to put a decimal point in there where none existed. The Pirate franchise was worth $274 million when Nutting assumed control in 2007. It's now worth $1.2 billion. That's a b, -b, 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 -b not an M, $1.2 billion. Nothing isn't just eking out a slim profit. He's wallowing in money. Sports teams don't have to make money. It's not in the Constitution. It's not a legal requirement. A lot of rich guys buy sports teams because they want to win. It's fun. They spend over budget and lose money, but they're still wealthy at the day's end and invariably sell the team for a higher price than they paid for it. A sports team owner is allowed to lose money. A sports team owner is also allowed to make a little money as opposed to accruing hundreds of millions playing in a stadium that public funds paid for.
MLB needs a salary floor. It has the softest of caps with the uh, luxury tax threshold of $197 million. Only four teams went over the luxury tax threshold last year. But you know what MLB needs, maybe more than anything, is a salary floor. Not a cap, but a floor. A minimum that each team has to spend on payroll so franchises can't just pocket revenue sharing. And, uh, for example, this year, the $50 million payday from the tech sale. Lots of MLB teams aren't even trying to win. They want to be the Washington Generals instead. Roll over, lose, and get paid. We got Peter King later, that's at 5.15, to talk Steelers. And Josh Owey later, that's at 4.30, to talk Pens. I just didn't like that loss last night. The Penguins just can't gain legitimate traction. The Penguins' power play continues to sizzle. Two more goals. But they need to score more 5-on-5. John Gibson played a real good game in goal for Anaheim. 30 saves. And he made a couple that saved the game for the Ducks. Big game for Johnny Whitehall. Uh, Former NBA player Lamar Odom said he knew his marriage to Khloe Kardashian was over when she was with her second or third NBA player, unquote. Actually, Lamar, it was four, and there's no fool in you. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. I'll tell you what I think at four o'clock, but what's your take on Lev Bell? Ed Bouchette says, and I've heard the same, the Steelers may not bring back Lev Bell. Won't negotiate with them. Won't franchise him, just let him go. I could see the logic. I could see the wisdom. What do you think? 412-333-WXDX. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Double M, what's up, brother? Hey, Double M. Well, I love Sally Wiggum, but not as much as soccer. That's the best thing I've almost ever heard. VX at 105.9. In the days since the Steelers lost, we've been talking about some of the chaotic things that... Uh, really pulled the Steelers into a vortex that that I don't think lost the game against Jacksonville, but certainly contributed to that defeat. And in retrospect, the most egregious silliness perpetrated by the Steelers was when the head coach, Mike Tomlin, talked about playing New England twice. Talking to Tony Dungy before they played New England in the regular season in Week 15. Like I said, I don't think doing that necessarily affects results very much. But I just can't believe an NFL coach went on national TV and talked about the AFC Championship game and who his team was going to play. When it was week 15. You can't do that and expect your players to focus. You're clearly not focused. Why on earth did Tomlin do that? To throw Dungy a bone to be a nice guy to a mentor, a guy who hired him previously? Wow. Still can't believe that. It was so nuts, I probably didn't pay it enough attention at the time. A quick bucko note, the Rivero contract is official. He signed through his arbitration years, and then there are two club options, so it's really no big deal. He's only guaranteed three years when the Pirates had contract control anyway. Rivero said he was told by the Pirates that Cole and Kutch were both staying 
by the way. Let's go to Carter in the car. Carter, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Mark. What up? Hey, uh, just about what you're saying about them getting rid of Le'Veon Bell. Uh, I'm going to be honest, I didn't watch much Steelers football this year because I feel like a lot of the guys on the team made it a joke. You know, like the whole juju thing. With yeah, they the, went 13-3, and three, bro. Uh, I understand. I'm saying the players themselves. I understand they they, they did well this year. I, I get that. But I'm saying the players themselves weren't – they didn't act professional. They're grown men out there playing a sport who – you're getting paid a lot of money to acting like children. You know, I'm really old. I'm really old. I'm 57, and you make me sound like I just got my learner's permit. Go outside and yell at a cloud. They did go 13-3. and I know you're mad they lost their first playoff game. But they went 13-3. and They didn't act professionally. Well, did that contribute to their downfall? Maybe it did, maybe it didn't. I don't like it. Would it be enough to keep me from watching? It didn't. Was it really enough to keep that guy from watching? I doubt it. That guy right now is probably going through a tape of week five when they got killed by Jacksonville in that game, too. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Penguins with a uh, loss last night at Anaheim. 5-3 with the empty net goal. Here's a stat that kind of snuck up on me. And I bet you won't see it coming either. Phil Kessel is tied for second in the league in scoring. I know he was having a good season, but second in the league. Six points behind Kucherov of Tampa Bay, who is running away with the scoring title and probably with the MVP too. But there's lots of games left, and Phil is smoking. That goal he scored last night, you could have brought Jacques Plante back from the grave in his prime through the time-space continuum, and that shot's still in the back of the net. You could have had Ken Dryden in goal. You could have had Vladislav Tretiak in goal. You could have had Tretiak standing behind Dryden, and that shot still goes in the net. What a sublime finish. Uh, what if Phil wins the scoring title? Would they give him MVP? I doubt it. They'd probably try to figure out a way to not give him the scoring title, even though he would have the most points. I mean, he's second in the league in scoring, and they won't even put him in the All-Star game. So there's no way they're going to give Phil the MVP. 412-333-9939, the number to call. Uh, don't forget the Pens pay the Kings tonight, so we have Subway Hockey Night from 5.30 till 6.00. The showstopper today is going to be Peter King of Sports Illustrated, the Monday morning quarterback, America's finest football writer. Wrote a column critical of the Steelers' sloppiness, their disorganization, their immaturity. When's the last time you heard those words associated with the Steelers prior to, well, I'm not going to say just this year, I would say realistically the last couple years. Since the no-ring mafia took over. When Troy and Kiesel and Ben and Heinz Ward and Bettis were in charge of that locker room, there were some egos, but winning came first. 
these guys, silliness comes first and up. That is a reason, undeniably for me, a reason why they don't win. 105.9 X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. I would want total and absolute autonomy. Hey, Mark. Great show. Are you part psychic? Well, I'm actually more neurotic than psychic. The X at 105.9. It's official. The Steelers have announced it. Randy Fickner is the new offensive coordinator. I don't expect the offense to change at all. Maybe not one little bit. Maybe Fickner can clean up the sloppiness some. But Ben doesn't want the offense to change. Ben just wanted the coordinator to change. For those of you who are Todd Haley fans and blame Ben for Haley being out, keep in mind Haley has run off a lot of assistance during his time with the Steelers. By my count, three who worked under Haley with the Steelers' offense, left during his time with the Steelers, citing specifically, privately if not publicly, that Haley was the reason for their departure. Very few have ever enjoyed working with Todd Haley. I bet the word enjoy very rarely came up. And it makes you wonder if Munchak decided to stay because Haley is going. Uh, we'll play this sound later, but Mike Francesa was on the NFL Network, and he said that Mike Tomlin has been a bad head coach for a couple years. And he pointed out that Tomlin threw Haley to the Alligators so the Alligators wouldn't need him. Francesa also said that he's never heard of a head coach in the NFL looking past an opponent like Tomlin did when he spoke to Tony Dungy and talked about playing New England not once, but two times. Francesa also said that Tomlin's in-game coaching is just horrible. And he said that the Steelers didn't respect Jacksonville, and that was because of Tomlin. You can stop me when you think Francesa said anything wrong. You can't fire Tomlin, as we've talked about ad nauseum since Sunday. But he does have problems to fix and dump. Uh, I don't know if he's going to recognize all of them, let alone fix them. Oh, here's a quote from an author named Eric Friends, who wrote a book called Bill Belichick versus the NFL. Sounds like a court case. I bet someday it will be. Quote, the Steelers are basically a more talented version of the 2011 Jets with a big upgraded quarterback. No depth. No discipline. Well, that hurts because it's true. I mean, I think they're a little better than the 2011 Jets, and not just because of Ben. And it gets me back talking about Le'Veon Bell. And I'll give you the full scoop on what I think and what I've heard about Lev Bell's future with the Pittsburgh Steelers, but... What if you could take that $14.5 million you'd have to pay Lev Bell next year and you could use it to get a playmaking inside linebacker? A playmaking inside linebacker and a, a back like, like a Garrett Blunt, not specifically him, 
because I doubt he'd want to come back after the way his tenure here ended. But there are a lot of decent backs out there, and some of them would get a first down on fourth and one. Not that... Not that Haley gave Bell a fair chance to do that when he pitched it five yards deep in the backfield on the short side of the field on Sunday, but the more I think about ditching Lev Bell, if you spent the money wisely elsewhere, the more I think that really might be the way to go. Ed Bouchette says that Bell is not a lock to come back. You should remember Bell's a free agent. He was last year. They franchised him. He missed the entirety of camp. He played, did pretty good. He wants $15 million a year over a long-term deal. He won't get that in Pittsburgh. Actually, he won't get that anywhere, but he has yet to find that out. So they'll maybe franchise him again or maybe let him walk. We'll talk about that more at 4 o'clock. If you want to talk about it now, dial 412-333-WXDX. The Jacksonville-New England game is going to be really interesting. I'm looking forward to watching it. Brady hurt his hand. Apparently he threw a pass and whacked it on a defender's helmet. He's not going to be 100% for the game, but uh, he has told confidants, maybe the guys who deflated the balls back when, for all I know, Brady told confidants that you know he expects to be not 100%, but, but very functional and thinks it'll be fine. Basically, there's a report that uh, Jacksonville might use Jalen Ramsey to cover Gronk. Ramsey, the cornerback, covering the Godzilla-esque tight end. I can't see that. I can't. Ramsey is way too small, and Gronk is way too big. I think you got to bracket Gronk and hold him like crazy and hope they don't call it like crazy. Uh Remember that play where Gronk elbowed the Buffalo guy in the back of the head? The Bills were holding Gronk all the time. It wasn't getting called much that game. And that's why he did what he did. He was very frustrated and going nuts. That's the game plan I'd go with if I were Jacksonville. Oh, congratulations to a a class act and a great referee. Gene Steratore, who I believe hails from Washington, PA. Used to run into him in airports all the time uh, when I worked for World Championship Wrestling. You know, going from town to town every weekend, and Gene was going to whatever or coming back from whatever NFL game. He'll be refereeing the Super Bowl. Good for Gene. Uh, Whenever I watch an NFL game, there are very few refs I trust to call a good game. And honestly, not just because he's a local guy. Gene Steratore is a guy I trust to call a, a, a good consistent game, so congratulations to Gene. One of the few people in Washington, PA, that does not live in a trailer. Let's go to Bill on the turnpike. Bill, you're talking to Double M. Hey, Mark, what up, man? What up, man? I just wondered what your uh, thoughts are as to the primary reason that they would release Lev Bell. Do you think it's... Well, they, they wouldn't be releasing him, Bill. He's a free agent. They would just decide to not franchise him. Do you think it's because of the distractions? Do you think it's because I think it's because fourteen point five mil is a lot of cap space when you're already paying a quarterback a ton and a wide receiver a ton. And I think 
that of those three positions, it's easiest to replace a running back. You won't get an elite one like Lev Bell, but you can get pretty close for, I would say, God, one-third the money, maybe, actually, maybe one-sixth the money, and maybe even less than that. I think you're leaving um, 400 touches a game is tougher. Excuse me. Not, not a game. That would have been, you're right, you couldn't replace those. Right, a season. I think it, that leaves a big void. I just wondered. No, you know, you know who will touch the ball in his absence? Somebody else. Right, right. I, I mean, look how, like, like, and I'm not campaigning to get the guy out of town. But look how quickly he became a non-factor on Sunday when the Steelers fell behind. Look how bad the Steelers' red zone offense is. Maybe they need a bit more of a bruiser at running back. And not a, a bruiser like, well, I forget the Jamoke's name they they had but never used who was supposed to run guys over. Uh, you need yeah. a good bruiser. And I just look at what he makes and... Let me ask you, what if you took that 14.5 mil that Bell would make uh, via being franchised and you spent that on a playmaking inside linebacker and then drafted another playmaking inside linebacker in the first round? How would you like that? I don't disagree that the loss of Shazier is huge. I still think you're going to need a back. You leave nothing. Yeah, you haven't listened to a word I've said. Okay, you could get a really good back for one sixth the price, maybe less. What have they won with Le'Veon Bell? Anything at all? No, I don't think they have. Right? Uh, I don't. That's a tough call, man. It is. It's, you know. You know what? The more I think about it, the more I think they should let him take a hike because when you have a superstar receiver, quarterback, and running back in a passing league, in a passing league. Maybe you're just collecting players instead of building a team. It's not fantasy football. Maybe you don't need all that. Thank you for the call. I think I shocked that guy with my merciless logic. Let's go to John in North Hills. John, you're on with Double M. What's up, Mark? Big fan. Thanks, John. Um, my question is, what the fourth and what fourth and one on um, the play call? They pitched it out five yards. Five yards deep in the backfield on the short side of the field, yes. Was that Todd Haley's decision or was that Ben? Nobody will seem to say that. Although, let me ask you. Can you see Ben audibling into that play? No. Because that that play call strikes me as one of the things I've always criticized Haley for. In a situation where there's an obvious decision to be made, he goes in the other direction and winds up being too clever by half. Well, why would why would Ben? Why wouldn't he change that? Is what I'm trying to say. Because were they going to do bench him for the rest of the game? I don't know. That's a good question. He should have quarterback snuck or sneaked, whatever the freaking past tense of that word is. I get confused. You know what he should have done? He should have like tapped Ponzi on the butt and said, "I'm going to sneak." The other team would have heard it. They wouldn't have believed it. That's too obvious. It, it's like. Rich Spear, who was the Duquesne University baseball coach when I was there, his bunt sign, he would stand at third base and pantomime bunting with a pantomime bat. That was his bunt sign. The other team figured, ah, this can't be the bunt sign. That was the bunt sign. 
Let's go to Rob in Greensburg. Rob, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. How are you today? Good. Hey, Rob. I just had a question. If the Steelers do decide to to uh, franchise tag Le'Veon Bell and he does sit like he said he was going to, um, do the Steelers get any sort of compensation for that if he sits out the whole year? Or is it just they? No. Who, why would they deserve compensation? From who? I, I don't know. I just didn't know how that rule worked, I guess is what I was asking. Nope. They would be a crap out of luck. But uh, okay. the more I say it out loud, what do you think, Rob? The more I say it out loud, letting them go makes sense. I, I, I kind of agree with you, yes. You, you know, and it's, it's the kind of thing where when you, you, you talk about it at first, you figure, ah, he's all pro, that could never help your team, yada, yada. But then when you talk about the trickle-down and what you could get instead of, you know, Bell, how you could help your defense and still have so much weaponry on offense. And the key thing for me is you get a pretty good running back. And, and I don't want people out there to say James Conner because James Conner is backup material. But you'd get like a, a pretty decent starter. Or at the very least, if you have that much faith in Connor, a guy to split the load with them. And then you're not wearing your back out with 400 touches. Yeah. In one game, like the prior caller said. Let's go to Jim Bob. Jim Bob, you're on with Double M. Good day, Mark. Right. Uh, so I never thought I'd, I'd agree uh, with letting a, a talent like Bell go, a Bell Cow three down. Back. Let me interrupt you, Jim Bob. When I started uh, talking about this at the beginning of the show, right? I was for keeping Bell. Now I'm not so sure. And let me tell you, if Ed Bouchette said it, it must be true. The Steelers aren't sure either. They're not. Yeah, I mean, with, with that kind of money to free up, I mean, I, I hear you that uh, you know you definitely obviously got to go back and go out and get a a, a C. A C plus B kind of running back right. that might suck up six or seven mil a year, but we got to get rid of Mitchell and get some help in that secondary. And I think that's a bust on that defense. I, I agree. Uh, maybe, I, I would be shocked if so, Mitchell shocked if Mitchell came back. Uh, right. I'm not saying we're going to go out and find the Troy Polamalu of the next ten or fifteen years in the draft, but I don't know what the draft is looking like in terms of that. But that guy just needs to go and go away. He can't go away quick enough, in my opinion. Every single reason a player can have for needing to hit the bricks, Mike Mitchell qualifies. He's a bad player. He's a bad clubhouse influence. He's a general jackass. And if they let Bell go, let, let's be blunt, Jim Bob. If they let Lev Bell go, a big part of it, well, the biggest part will be the money, 14.5. When you're already right. paying Ben what he's making and A.B. what he's making. But a big part of it would be, they're just tired of his buffoonery. I mean, he's been suspended yeah. twice. He's just a jerk. You just get tired of somebody being a jerk when you're around him all the time. That's already claimed Todd Haley's job. Maybe it'll claim Lev Bell's here in Pittsburgh. And uh, I think, I don't know if it was the last straw, but I'm sure they did not like him talking about sitting out the next season when he was interviewed two days before the game against Jacksonville. And that was, that's how I was going to close out my call, was you got a guy literally 40 hours or whatever, 48 hours away from a divisional home game, and he starts bringing that kind of BS to, uh, like, we need another distraction. And then on top of that, you got this asshat Mike Mitchell who runs his mouth so recklessly you think he was a top three safety in the league, and he sucks. He shouldn't even be on the roster. Uh, uh Guilty as charged when it comes to Mitch. And as far as Lev Bell goes, can anybody at this point not think Lev Bell's an ass bag? I mean, 
every time he opens that big trap or every time he goes on social media, he does something aggravating. You know, Tomlin, Tomlin doesn't get it either. Tomlin said, well, my kids are on social media. I have a 16-year-old and a 17-year-old, and the key is to learn how to use it properly. First off, your players aren't 16 and 17. Second off, your kids are your problem. The Steelers acting like jerks on social media, and in general, that's your problem. That's Mr. Rooney's problem. It's the coach's problem. It's the responsible player's problem. It's the fan's problem. It's a lot more people, coach, than just your problem. And you know how you keep them off social media? You say, you're not a lot on social media, period. Is that so hard to do? I don't know if the Patriots are a lot on social media. I can't recall any that are. I think Gronk is, and he posts like once a year. And it's him with some blonde with big fun bags. That's the extent of his tweeting. Let's go real quick to Wade and Katanning. Wade, you're on with Mark. Hey, Mark, I've got an idea for you. Okay. Why don't they trade Le'Veon Bell to Cleveland? Can't trade him. They can't? He's a free agent. Okay. I was you could trade his rights. What would you want from Cleveland for him? Get the fourth-round pick and take Barkley from Penn State. Now, if you were them, the Browns, and I know they're idiots, but let's pretend they're run by sane people just for a second, okay? Okay. Why would you trade a young superstar running back who's going to come in on an entry-level contract for a guy who touched the ball 400 times this year and wants $15 million a year? Correct. Yes, it is. Thank you for the call. Let's trade all our bad players for all their good players. 412-333-9930. And we got Bob, Mike, and Sean on hold. Stay there. We'll get to you. 105.9 X. Peace, love, and little donuts from Beaver. Sent a whole bunch of little donuts. They're all great. Probably about 36. I had too many. Oreo, M&M, my weaknesses. But there's exactly one left in the kitchen. Nobody wants to eat the last one. So thanks to Peace Love Little Donuts in Beaver. Uh, That's excellent. Too good. I'll put it this way. That's one New Year's resolution shot to crap. No quarter brought to you by CW Electrical Services. Make the switch at CWElectricalServices.com. We've been talking about the possibility. And by the way, I've totally blown up my four o'clock monologue. We've gone too deep into the Le'Veon Bell and whether or not the Steelers should bring him back next year topic. But uh, that'll serve as a recap, and we'll go from there. But uh, let's go back to 2015. Bell missed two games due to suspension because of marijuana. And then he blew out his knee partway through the season. Only started six games. D'Angelo Williams started 10. He gained 907 yards, averaged 4.5 yards per carry, and scored 11 touchdowns. 
He cost an absolute fraction. I don't have a salary in front of me, but I bet it was one-fifth or one-quarter of what Lev Bell made. Those numbers I just recited, when you have the passing attack the Steelers do, those numbers are more than good enough when it comes to your running back. Let me tell you a scenario I see playing out with Lev Bell. He goes to some crap team because he wants to cash out. Money's the only objective. And I don't blame him. But he'll go to some crap team like, I don't know, the Houston Texans. And he'll never be heard from again. Maybe the Jets. Okay, Williams in 2015, we just dug it up. Made 1.435 mil. If Lev Bell gets franchised, he would make 10 times that next season. At one-tenth the price of Le'Veon Bell, D'Angelo Williams delivered all the Steelers really need to get out of a running back in 2015. When I started this topic, I honestly was kind of leaning toward bringing Lev Bell back despite his buffoonery. Now I'd Probably drive him to the airport. Let's go to Bob and Cranberry. Bob, you're on with Double M. Today. What up? Hey, Mark, how are you? Great. Hey, so let me ask you this. Le'Veon Bell has a very distinct style, and oh, I'm not sure what the stats are, but the other caller said 400 touches per season. Um, well, he had 431 are, touches of those this touches, past season. Of those are actually receiving touches. Uh, I think he had something like 70 receptions. I don't have those numbers right handy, but mostly rushes. Well, by far, mostly rushes. Yeah, but, I mean, he's he's a great check down back for Ben, and, and he does that quite often. I mean, you think other backs are just as capable throughout the NFL? Well, that would be where you conceivably would get a, a bit of decline. Uh, you wouldn't get a back who was as good a receiver as Bell, but... Don't you think they have enough receivers with A.B. and Smith-Schuster and maybe Brian coming back? I I think they do. Uh, and the other thing I wonder about is at $14.5 million, I think that is absurd. That it is money better spent elsewhere. Yeah. I, I think um, you got to be careful not to collect players, to not play fantasy football. You want to build a team. Lev Bell this past season, 321 rushes, and he had... 85 receptions. That is a lot of receptions. It would be real critical, too, if you got a running back to start instead of Bell. You'd have to pick up the blitz well. And that's one thing Le'Veon Bell does do pretty good for a star caliber running back as he picks up that blitz. Let's go to Mike in the car. Mike, you're on with Double M. What up? What up? You gotta let you gotta let Lev Bell go. He's, the Steelers want to win a championship. They just gotta let him go. There's well, no you know, you know what, Mike? That that cuts to the quick because what have they done with the superstar circus? Nothing. How many of his four hundred and how many touches have helped us beat Jacksonville or get to the Super Bowl? I mean, there's it takes eleven guys, twenty two, you know, on a team to win the game. Well, that's cliched, but I like it. And uh, Lev Bell uh, played in his first playoff game just last year. He only played in one playoff game this year. Todd Haley didn't get him to where 
the Steelers want to go? Lev Bell didn't get them to where the Steelers want to go. Are you trying to win, or do you just like wearing that number 26 jersey with his name on the back? Because you could buy a new jersey. James Conner, very popular. Just get a Ben jersey. He might retire, but before that, he ain't going nowhere. I had a mean Joe Green jersey as a youth. Thank you very much. Let's go to Sean and McKees Rock. Sean, very quickly, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, Mark, I think uh, you answered it. I think we'd rather have a playmaking linebacker. I mean, if you could had your choice and if Shazier hadn't got hurt, you'd probably rather have him in there in that game against Jacksonville in hindsight. Well, uh, the, the thing is, if you, if you save that money by not franchising Bell, by not keeping Bell, you have to spend it to get that playmaking inside linebacker. If you're just going to spread it out to give yourself depth, you're not going to improve your team. You, you can afford less on offense if you get more on defense. 105.90X. Oh, wait, I signed off too early. I hate these giveaways because they make you, I mean, I hate the fact that you sound like 13Q from the 70s. You know, every segment you could have a chance to win something, but this is a thousand bucks. So listen right now for the keyword and text it in to win. It's a thousand dollar bribe. I listen to the new sound of 13Q.